Bow our heads for a word of prayer. Gracious Father in heaven on this third Sunday of Easter, we pray again that you would unfold the, the story of, of Jesus, his death, his, his resurrection, so that we, we can just take it to heart, that it sinks in, that it's a part of who we are and that it permeates from us as we live our daily lives in witness to the world around us. Father, we pray help us to live as a people who live in hope and who live in joy, even in the midst of darkness and despair in our world. And Father, we pray help us to hold up the light of the, the gospel message brightly and let it shine before, before all men. We pray, Heavenly Father, be with us in all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. And so today it really is all about the gospel story. And we continue to share and to preach and to live this gospel story in our lives. It is somewhat challenging in this world right now as we, we are isolated one from another. And someone asked me, Pastor, uh, how is it that you can preach to an empty, uh, an empty place? And, and part of that is, is I just have to use my imagine, imagination. I call it by the power of the Holy Spirit because you all are generally creatures of habit and you sit in exactly the same places all the time on Sunday morning. So I can see Bob and Sue sitting over here with Sally and and Bob giving Sally a hard time, and, and I can see uh, Al sitting there in his Green Bay stuff, and, and I can see Ron over there in the, the glare off of his forehead, and, and Eunice over here. It's, it's, a, you know, it's one of those things, and so when I'm preaching, even though it, it seems to be rather empty out here, I'm still preaching to all of you where you would normally sit, and that certainly helps a lot. Somebody said we should get life-size pictures of people and put them out in the pews, but um, I'm not, that might be going a little bit too far. But the reality is, is no matter where we're at, we're still gathered together here as one family by the power of the Holy Spirit, listening to God's word, and we're being hopefully uh, edified by that word and still continuing to learn and to grow in our faith and being able to see Jesus and to recognize him in our lives. And that's always a challenge in the midst of difficult times. We see in our gospel lesson today that, that they're two of Jesus' followers. Now, these are not two of the inner circle of disciples, the part of the 11 who are still around, uh, but rather those who are kind of the second tier of disciples outside that inner circle. And we know that because one of them named Cleopas is actually identified by name later in our gospel. But they're traveling from Jerusalem out to Emmaus, about seven miles away, and Jesus, uh, somewhere along the line, joins them on that walk. He draws near to them. They don't recognize him at all. Now, walking seven miles gives you an opportunity to talk a lot along the way, because seven miles is quite a distance, and walking at a normal pace of somewhere around uh, two miles to three miles an hour, they've got a couple of hours plus in order to talk. And as they begin to talk, one of the things that they begin to understand as their eyes are kept from recognizing who Jesus is, is that they are conversing, and Jesus said to them, what are you talking about? Well, they're talking about the news of the day. They're talking about the events that have happened in the past few days in Jerusalem. They might even be going all the way back to Palm Sunday and talking about that and everything that Jesus did during that week, raising Lazarus from the dead, all of those kinds of things. But they're especially talking about the crucifixion. 
They're talking about the fact that Jesus, their teacher, their rabbi, and indeed their Lord, has been crucified dead. And they're struggling with the news that they've heard earlier that day, that the women went to the tomb and they found it empty, and that they had been visited by angels who said to them that he is risen from the dead. Now, what's interesting here is, is that they, they see this and they hear this, but they're not quite in the position to believe it. They even tell us that some of the disciples ran to the tomb to see Jesus, and they too saw that the body was gone, and they didn't find Jesus. So they're struggling with all of these things. But notice... Notice in their description of the events what they're calling Jesus. They say that he's Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a mighty prophet in deed and in word before God and all the people. They still don't quite get who this Jesus is. How many times do we hear that in our world today, where even if people don't dispute that Jesus was a historical person, they still dispute who he was and what he did? There are those who say, well, he was just a great teacher who came and who died, uh, but he didn't really rise from the dead. He wasn't really the Son of God. People struggle with knowing this Jesus. And that's why it's so important for us to share the gospel story, to unfold it for them, to tell the story, not only the events of, of Good Friday and of the, the day of resurrection, but to tell the story of Jesus' life, to tell how he was born and the things that he did in his ministry and his mission here on earth. And if we have the knowledge of Scripture, to even go back to the Old Testament and to start to show the prophecies that speak of this Messiah, the one who is to come. That's what Jesus is doing. He doesn't stand before them and open their eyes and say, see, here I am. He goes back to the word and he unfolds the word and he demonstrates to them how this Jesus of Nazareth fulfills the prophecies of the Old Testament. He said to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? It was necessary. It was necessary for this Jesus, this Christ, to suffer these things. So that why? So that you and I could be forgiven, that our sins could be washed away with his blood. That his righteousness could be showered out and bestowed upon us. And that we, as his brothers and sisters could be declared holy in the sight of God himself. It's not our holiness. It's the holiness of Christ himself that covers us and washes away our sin. That's the message. In the midst of a hurting world, in the midst of a world that's not uh, knowing what's going on, a world that's living in fear and even in darkness, uh, a world where people are afraid to gather and to share. We have the good news, the gospel news, 
the story of Jesus and of salvation. And while the, the physical requirements upon us to socially distance one from another are there, we can still greet one another with that wave and that smile, and we can still share the good news of Jesus Christ. You know, yesterday, my wife asked me to do a simple task, and, and, and this normally would have been like a three-minute thing. I just had to run to the hardware store and buy one thing and come back. But I get to the first hardware store and the line is spaced out in front of the store. And I went, oh, you got to be kidding me. And so I put on my mask because there's a big sign on the door that says no mask, no entry. Can you think of that like a month and a half ago? We're requiring people to wear masks. That would have been a suspicious thing to do back then. But I put on my mask and I go stand in line and I got people uh, in front of me six feet and I got people behind me six feet and we all start talking. And we're talking about all sorts of things. And someone says, I really don't know what's going on here. And I said, well... I don't know what's going on either, but I do know all things are in God's hands. And someone like 20 feet in front of us said, Amen. So I knew I had a, a cohort there. And we started talking. And it gave us a chance just to talk about our faith. And I never got to meet the other person because they got to go into the store before I did. And they got to go out of the store before I did. But here we are talking about Jesus and how we have hope in Christ in the midst of these things that we have to do. And even if we're inconvenienced for a little bit of time in this world, Christ was inconvenienced in a big way by going to the cross for our sins. Now, I got to tell you, I got into line at that store. I went inside. I went to where I needed to go. And the very thing that I needed, they were sold out of. So what did I do? I went to the hardware store two blocks away, Caddy Quampus, oh, there on Lomas and, and San Mateo, and I stood in line for another 20 minutes at that store. Wasn't so lucky in being able to start a conversation there because those people were grumpy in that line. Tried, but nobody was really talking to anybody. But you never know how the Holy Spirit's going to work. By the way, I did get in and I did find what I need there. And of course, as things would go in this hoarding society, I bought two. You know, you just never know. But the reality is, is that sometimes the opportunities present themselves and sometimes they don't. But we need to be there to take advantage of those opportunities to share that gospel story when we have a chance. And what is that story? It is to love one another. It is to be mindful of the sacrifice that Jesus paid on a cross for the forgiveness of our sins. That he said, love one another even as I have loved you. By this all men will know that you're my disciples by how you love one another. And in the midst of what's going on here, there are plenty of ways that we can love people around us. That we can show that we care, that we're concerned. And that we have hope. Yes, we look back to the cross. We see what Christ went through for our sins. We see the blood that was shed for our trespasses. We understand what he did for us. We understand that he wore that crown of thorns to become our king, to be mocked and ridiculed. 
But all of this, all of this is a part of the story. It's a part of what Jesus is unfolding with those disciples on the road to Emmaus. It's where they stopped and they talked and he unfolded the scriptures. I'm sure that he took them back to the Psalms, to Psalm 22. That very Psalm that we read on Monday, Thursdays when we're stripping the altar. And if you missed that, go back online and find that archive of that service. It's a powerful testimony, a reminder of who Christ is and what he was about to go through on the cross. I'm sure Jesus is unfolding for them all of the things that had to take place to fulfill the scriptures and indeed that the women's story on that Easter morning was true and that they did see an empty tomb and that they did hear the angels proclaim Christ is risen and we know that proclamation Christ is risen he is risen indeed hallelujah Harry incessantly reminded us of that during the children's message and that's okay it should be infectious it should be about the very words on our lips that when we hear the name of Jesus we think of him crucified and risen for the forgiveness of our sins and we need that message in today's world. We need to know that we have a God who still loves us. That in the midst of the things that we face, there is hope. And that the world, even though it seems to be filled with darkness, is truly a place of joy. Because Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. We need to help the eyes of others around us be opened. And the power of the Holy Spirit can do that. And later today, as we break bread... As we begin to understand the gift of the body and blood of Jesus Christ for the multitude of our sins, we share in that forgiveness. Our eyes are open to see a Savior who loves each and every one of us so much in this world. Those disciples opened their eyes when Jesus broke the red. In some way, in some manner, the words that he said, the mannerisms that he used, uh, he broke the bread and their eyes were opened. This implies for us, and unfortunately, uh, Leonardo da Vinci only painted the immediate group of disciples in that upper room, but it reminds us that perhaps that upper room was more than just that immediate circle, that others like Cleopas and his, his uh, other disciple here were also in that room. That in the way that Jesus broke the bread, their eyes are opened and they recognized him. They said these words. Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? That's what happens when the word of God cuts to our hearts, when the presence of Christ in our lives is there. We realize that we are loved and forgiven by Jesus Christ. It has an impact on us and on our lives. The impact on them was they rose immediately and they went the seven miles back to Jerusalem. Why? They wanted to share the good news with the other disciples, with the other followers of Jesus. And so what did they do? And I like to say it this way, they dared to be disciples. And we need to dare to be disciples as well in this world. Don't be afraid to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Don't be afraid to reach out. Yes, the world may try to slap you down. Yes, the, the, the devil may try to silence you. But the reality is that's the news that we need to, to share because the world needs to hear it. The good news of salvation in Jesus Christ, that the Lord has risen indeed. And he's appeared not only to Simon and to the others in that day and that age, but he comes to us today in the power of his word, in the power of the spirit. He comes to us in, in the body and blood of the sacrament. He comes to us as we gather together and we're mindful that where two or three are gathered, there he is in the midst of us.
He's with us. And we celebrate the good news that Jesus indeed is alive. He's risen from the dead. And we can share that gospel story. And so I remember the words of the old time gospel hymn. I love to tell the story of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story. And that's what it should be for all of us. We love to tell the story, the events that have unfolded in our lives and in the life of Jesus for each and every one of us. And so in the midst of this time, as you pick up the phones, as you FaceTime, as you, as you write messages on Facebook or Twitter or wherever it might be, don't be afraid to share the story, the gospel, the saving gospel of Jesus Christ. In his name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.